Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. Separation and divorce are an unhappy reality of life. When you have young children, the experience can be upsetting, confusing, and incredibly lonely. So where do you go for support? Matt Godfrey found himself in the middle of a separation with a one-year-old son. He found it difficult to find the kind of emotional support he needed, and so six years on, he founded The Fireside Project. Hi, Matt. Welcome. Hi, Siobhan. Nice to be here. What is The Fireside Project? So the Fireside Project is, uh, it's kind of linked to my own story. So, you know, really I, I did go through this separation and divorce and, and uh, uh, six years on, uh, I was kept being haunted by the idea that, you know, it was actually really difficult for me to find the, the, the spaces that I needed to, to process what was going on. And there was a lot of things that I kind of craved in that time that, that I just couldn't find. So the Fireside Project is me kind of responding to that that uh, tap on the shoulder to say, hey, maybe you should be the guy that actually <laughs> creates some of the stuff that, uh, that dads in this space need. So the Fireside Project, what I do is, is I try to create uh, safe and welcoming spaces where dads can come and somehow sit with this stuff with, with dads who've already been through this before. And with dads who are going through it now. So um, that does a few things. So one, um, as you sort of mentioned in your, in your intro, for some reason, a lot of dads in this space end up feeling quite isolated. And, and I, I mean, I had really good people around me and some good support. And even I found it really isolating. And I kind of I actually really craved um, hearing from dads who'd been through it before and connecting with other dads. And seeing it, it's almost like a mentorship program in a way. Yeah. So that's one of the things I want, I want to offer is some kind of coaching and mentoring. So how, how do you do this? How do you do this transition well? And um, just someone to talk to and be through uh, a group to, to, to sit with in, the, in this really difficult in-between space of, you know, what your life used to be. I mean, I've been through it now. I'm sick. You know, I've, I've remarried. I've had another kid. It's you know, it's a kind of a good story, but um, there's that space between, you know, what your life used to be and what it will eventually become. And that's that real wilderness space that, that I'm wanting to meet dads in that space. And that's kind of where the name comes from too, actually, the Fireside Project. I thought, where's the space that dads actually feel safe and welcome? And it's kind of in that, that circle around a fire. So even though I don't have a real kind of fire <laughs> and it's fire. online and all that sort of thing. You <laughs> You're know. not inviting them to Yeah, camp. that's right. Um, it's such an interesting idea because on one hand, I can hear even in your voice how necessary it was for you to find sure. that space and how I can imagine other dads need it. But then I think of the men I know in my life and I wonder, are they the kind of, um, is it in their makeup to reach out to men they don't know for help when oftentimes you will hear that the challenge for men and their sense of masculinity is to actually ask for help in the first place. I mean, is that something for you an obstacle to overcome, do you think? Yeah, sure. So there's kind of not, it's kind of not culturally normal for dads, for men to reach out for help. And it's seen as a weakness, which is a real shame because um, it's, it's a strength. I think the unique thing about this, right, is that, is that you can't ignore the fact that you need help. 
when you go through separation and divorce. There's such a kind of perfect storm of things that are so hard that that it's you, you can't really ignore the fact that you need help. So I think that's one of the reasons why um, why maybe some dads will reach out. And I guess yeah, a, a big challenge for me and a and a big consideration for me is you know how do I how do I craft this in such a way that men actually want to be part of it and and it suits the way men grieve and things like that too so you know um man grief projects is a bit of a thing like men often uh, instead of talking face to face about their stuff first they need to kind of do something like it's kind of the mass you know women do it too but but um but the kind of masculine way of grieving is is more of that uh of doing something yeah make it into something create something beautiful out of the pain first and then you're happy to kind of open up about it so um you know that's interesting for me because I'm just a bit of a talker. I'm I'm happy to, to do the talking and all that sort of thing. But um, yes, that's definitely a consideration for me. And um, and men generally kind of need to ask questions about this because it's not just divorced dads that have that kind of some stuff going on that they that they need a space to uh, to be with it in a way that makes meaning out of it. It's um it's, and help it's to all process me. it. Yeah, and help to process it. Yeah. I'm so I am so fascinated with this because I feel like women work so differently when it yes. comes to going even through the process of separation and divorce. We're mm. s- uh, and I am generalizing here, but so many of us find it so easy to catch up with a friend. We could be going for a walk. We could be having a coffee. We could we could be getting our nails done. We could be doing anything, mm. anywhere. And most of us, if we're with a friend, will feel comfortable sharing our troubles and what we're going through. Yeah. But on the flip side, it seems like it's not, it is incredibly difficult for men to express those kinds of feelings. Yeah. Just to go along with that generalization, because we need to do it to, you know, yes. to talk. Yes. It's much harder for, uh, th- those spaces are harder to find for men. Um, and they're, and, and they're rare and unusual. I mean, I've found some of them and I've been really lucky in that way. And I kind of want to pass that on and create them for these dads that are in these particular places. One of the weird experiences I had was that no one knew what to do with me. Like, people didn't know what to do. Like, you kind of know what to do. You know, for mums, this is incredibly difficult, all that sort of thing. I'm not trying to put down or or anyway say that it's not incredibly difficult and challenging for them, all that sort of thing. And at the same time, I found that people just did not know how to be with me when I went through it. And you kind of sort of know how to be women sort of know how to be together after a thing like this and people didn't really know how to be with me they weren't sure how to how to kind of go about that so i've realized that's another thing too so there's a lot of people out there wondering how do i actually get alongside my my son brother colleague friend whatever who's going through this as well how do i how do I them. alongside with them? What do they need? What's their experience? I don't, I don't get it. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Matt Godfrey. He's the founder of the Fireside Project. And it's a place, it's a website, it's a podcast that is aiming to help dads who are separating or going through divorce, either during that process or afterwards. Um, because Matt, I think that's interesting about what you're talking about. Because as you mentioned, you... Um, separated and divorced uh, six years ago now. Yeah, six years ago, I think. Yeah. You're happily married now. You have another child. You have a strong relationship with your wife. Um, but that was a process for you to get there. And I imagine it didn't take six weeks or six months or a year. It probably took a very long time for you to get to that place. Yeah. So um, it's a is it a long journey that you're thinking of helping men with? 
Look, I've tried to work out where, you know, how early in the process, what stage in the process do I want to kind of be inviting men into these spaces. And I thought it's kind of in the first sort of one year to kind of almost five, because it depends on how things go. Everyone processes this stuff at a, at a different pace. And um, so, yes, it is a long journey. There's, there's so many different parts to it. I mean, the one that kind of gets all the attention for dads is the is the parenting arrangements. It's that's the one that gets you know when I went out looking for support, that was the one that had all the oxygen. Was dads who feel a bit ripped off with the the parenting arrangements that have come out of it. Um, but there's so many other journeys to go on as well. That's just like one of them getting from awkward work, you know, and unworkable parenting arrangements to ones that work. That's like one part of it. There's also kind of this, you lose your story of what would have been when this when this happens. You can't live without a story for very long. So you quickly kind of go searching for one. That's a really long process as well. Like I've who kind of, am I now? I don't, yeah. I'm not married. Who am I now? I only have my kids occasionally or on weekends and, or. Yeah. And the really sad kind of thing is that when, you know, because you're tired, you're stressed, all that sort of thing, you're quite overwhelmed and exhausted. So, and when you go looking for a new story, you kind of default to the what society kind of says about me now as a as a dad. And the messaging's it's just really poor for for separate and divorced dad. It's kind of like, well, you're not really that. You know, you could kind of be on the sidelines if if we're honest. Like, you don't um, you're not, you're not really important. needed in the picture anymore. Um, and actually, <laughs> you're actually kind of a bit of a drop kick, and you, you know you need to stop taking care of yourself and be a bit more of a slob and things like that. And it's just like, oh, this is actually this is actually a really terrible story about you mean who I am now. people had lower expectations yeah, of you? Yeah, your, your expectations almost almost lower of yourself as you become a separate and divorcee. So, you know, part of what I want to do is to kind of recast that story and say, oh, actually, you know what? There's all these dads that are separate and divorced. They just want to be skilled parents. There's a long time to go. Uh, there's, you know... Um, the the possibility of having an ongoing really quality relationship with your kids is really high if you can kind of do this journey well. So yes, it's a it's a long journey. There's a lot of different bits to process. So um, as for how long, I don't really know. But in that in that space between what life used to be and what it will eventually become, that that wilderness space. That's you know, um, and you get there kind of in bits. And what was the hardest part for you in that? first period when you're getting separated? Uh, there's a huge amount of uncertainty around because your relationship with your kids it matters like so much. It matters like heaps. And you and for that to be thrown into uncertainty, to not be sure anymore what that's going to be. Like I, I was working from the home at the time. I was a really involved dad. My kid was one. Like he, And it, that time is, you know, that first year was so sh- crazy precious with him. And and for that to change and to have uncertainty around that was just really gut-wrenching, actually. And, I, you know, I was lucky that some men kind of taught me how to weep, you know, gave me permission to go, you know what, this is too much. You can't cope with this. Grief is the appropriate response in this situation. And, yeah, that was really, uh, really awful um, thing to, to experience. And, yeah, that was... Which I imagine, like you said, other men gave you permission to grieve that properly, mm. which is what you're hoping to give other dads. What about, um, you mentioned the parenting arrangements in terms of um, 
who has custody, I guess, and how many sure. days, etc. But then there seems to be the bigger question of how you co-parent apart because co-parenting when you're together can mm. be really really hard. Yes. Co-parenting when you're apart and the relationship hasn't gone the way you were hoping or expecting, I imagine it must be one of the hardest things about separating when you have small children. Yeah, and it's and it's a real one where my approach is that, to, is that I want to bring my A-game to this. You don't always get a lot of say over how your child's other parent is going to respond or whatever, but you can kind of try and bring your a game to it and try and respond as as deeply and as well as a parent as you can it it is challenging um i mean it's hard i can't talk really uh really intimately about my own uh co-parenting arrangements just because it kind of uh there's another person involved and i don't really have their permission to to talk about it. but i mean the the ideal for me is always when when parents kind of put aside their their own stuff and say look this was this is our stuff and now we're a team to to raise these kids really well. We're still a team, and there's going to be some challenges there. And let's let's sit in that space and expect it not to all go well, but still try and work towards what's it going to look like for these kids to thrive long term. What sort of partnership do we need to have? Um, I hear some great stories about families that are, that are doing that that can you know really celebrate things together and and kind of team up and work together. Yeah, I mean that there's so much in that. That's probably your whole podcast, but I am actually intrigued with your podcast because when I was listening to it, I thought about those challenges about getting men to come together and feel comfortable in that space. And I felt like what a great bridge to that, to have a podcast where um, men can listen in their own time and use, and nobody needs to know that they're mm. listening, Yes, but they can listen to you who's who's been through this. And if they feel comfortable enough, then they can come and meet up in a space where you're there physically but it it felt feels almost like the perfect bridge mm. for men i mean is that why you started it or yeah partly uh, you know i like talking and that yeah that is the other thing you know the idea that you could expect men to just to go hey guys come sit here uh, we're going to talk and open up about our stuff like there's no more terrifying <laughs> statement for a bunch of men than that it's like you know it's just bad marketing sort yes, of, you know yes. like it's just going to turn people away straight away so yeah, the idea that people could kind of get to know what I'm about and sense some, you know, passion and authenticity in in what I'm doing before they before they kind of sign up to to be part of things um, is appealing to me. And um, and the other thing is, you know, I, I've got to listen and say, well, if the stories I'm telling and all that's not working, then change it up. You know, like what is it that that men are going to need to hear to kind of sense that the invitation is worth is worth taking up. I think it's a great idea, Matt. Um, so I wish you all the luck in it. Thank you for coming in and talking to us. Thanks so much, Siobhan. That was Matt Godfrey. He's the founder of The Fireside Project. We'll put links up to his website and the podcast. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website, just head to kindling.com.au.